This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Surprise! Happy Thursday, Bears fans, and welcome back to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. And what's going on, everybody? Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano here, and on top of celebrating opening day, go Sox. Nick, how's it going, man? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I think we threw people in for a loop here. Uh, I had Gary, he direct messaged me saying, wait, is there going to be a show today? I see Mark's on here. I'm like, I didn't reply. Boom, we're doing the CHGO Chicago Audible Throwback Thursday for you guys. So it's, a, it's always a good time, fun time, and like you said, opening day for baseball. And it's like a regular season episode for us. Well, Thursday, when did we do Thursdays? It's been Friday for a while. Was it Thursday last off season? Is that what, what I'm thinking of? I think it was. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I was like going back and trying to remember. It's it's crazy that you bring this up, Will, because I was trying to go back when we were during the season. Like, when was I even on the show? Like, I just couldn't even remember. It feels like it's so long ago, but we're going to get in that routine in a couple months again. So, yeah, it's reflecting back. It's like, we'll, we'll see what this season looks like. And on top of that, Thursday historically has been like podcast day for us. So Mm -hmm. obviously we used to do it at night. This is smack dab in the middle, actually at the top of the afternoon. Uh, But regardless, I'm excited to be with you, talk some Chicago Bears. And I think we're going to have a really good discussion here today because we're going to determine what's the right move. If the Bears stay at nine, should they go offense? Should they go defense? Is there a right and a wrong answer? And of course, we're going to look at some trade down scenarios because Brian Polsey's open to shopping that pick too. So mm-hmm. what could the Bears get in return if they move down yet again? I, I crunched some numbers, looked at some historical trends, and I, I'm excited to share those too. But anything else before we get started? Anything new with you? My baby still a little sick. It's been a little mm-hmm. bit of a long week over here at home. I kind of hear him griping right now, which is making me a little sad, but he can handle an hour so I can talk some Bears with you. But anything else new, Nick? Uh, nothing new. Will hope, uh, you know, Liam does all right. Is getting a little bit better, but you know, it's, it's been a busy week here and, uh, you know, it's, it's always fun to get to this episode a day sooner than, you know, usually scheduled, but I'm ready to go because we kind of put this together last minute, but I'm glad how this, this rundown turned out because I think we have some really good topics to talk, discuss. Don't tell them that we've been preparing all week. I know you've been like doing show after show after show all week, but regardless, you put a special focus on it when it's just you and me. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Every (laughs) single time. Will. all right. So first topic of the afternoon if the Bears remain at number nine, what is the right move? Is there a right move, offense or defense? I, I feel like this is a very old school, will, simple question, complicated answer time. So here we go. That's very simple question. Before we get into the nitty gritty, is there a right or a wrong move in your eyes? I think there is. Well, I think there is a right move for Ryan Poles if he is strictly staying at number nine. How about you? What what are you kind of feeling on this uh, very, like you said, simple question, but, you know, big, huge, uh, I guess, way you can go about thinking about it? Man, based off of what the boards look like now, potentially a right and a wrong answer. I'm not going to dive totally in and say for certain because the board can fall in so many Mm -hmm. different ways once you get to the actual draft. And I here, let's start the conversation this way. So what I did is I went to the PFF big board, 
I went to the draft network big board and the consensus big board that I've been kind of toying with this year, because what I like about the consensus big board is it uses all the mock drafts. So instead of just a list of talent, it's a list of like where guys are being mocked to go. So it does change things uh, a little bit here. So PFF, you have Devon Witherspoon, cornerback, Tyree Wilson at eight edge, Quentin Johnston, nine, which I thought was still a little high. They should probably change that board. Christian Gonzalez, corner, JSN, receiver, and then Peter Skoronsky, offensive tackle. So it's kind of like an even mix right there. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go to the draft network, big board right now, you have number seven, Miles Murphy, eight, Christian Gonzalez, nine, Quentin Johnston again, 10, Tyree Wilson, 11, Brian Breesey, 12, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle. So again, I kind of a even mix here then at the consensus big board this one some quarterbacks kind of jump up and change some things you have tyree wilson at seven witherspoon at eight paris johnson jr at nine will Levis is sitting there at 10 and then robinson the running back out of texas at 11 and then joey porter porter jr cornerback out of penn state so a little bit more defensive heavy uh, i think i've mm-hmm. like just barely it's like a 60 40 split of having more defenders than offensive players but i don't think that's the only factor what are some other factors that you were keeping in mind as you were kind of thinking this through for me i mean when i'm looking like whether or not it's like the there is a right or wrong answer and how brian poles can approach this i every way i think about it always goes back to the quarterback justin fields and why 2023 is such an important season for this organization now that they have made the decision to move on from number one to be at number nine like this is his year to shine right? You get the number one wide receiver. So a lot of my thinking was oriented around how can you best put him in a position to succeed? So that's, that's kind of what my framework was like when I was thinking about, you know, the right prospects and to your, what you just said, Will, there seems to be a little bit more of those defensive players that are in that realm that, you know, maybe again, there's, there could be more in the the mid rounds too, as well. So where you can still select an impact, defensive player but that's how i'm kind of thinking about this 2023 season how ryan pole's gonna approach this what's gonna be in the best interests of your qb1 your franchise quarterback Mm -hmm. i mean he got him dj Moore already i'm not Mm -hmm. saying you can't have too much talent you can't help justin too much i'm not saying that but i do want to preface like he got him a wide receiver one this offseason he did the damn thing and so, Claypool, like if you even look at that like acquisition too, like mm-hmm. trying to give him some assets to work with. But he needs protection. I, I think yeah, that's I still the the like the elephant in the room right now is to continue to bolster that offensive line. And we have, you know, we brought in Davis and free agency. There have been moves made, but not enough to get you feeling comfortable. And if we're not comfortable, how the hell is Justin supposed to be comfortable exactly. actually sitting back there in that pocket? So here's another thing I decided to do here throughout this this thought process this morning. Let's look at the depth of the positions in the draft. And I'm not a draft expert to that degree to just know this. So I mm-hmm. looked up what Zan, uh, Lance Zerline from NFL.com and what he believes is the order of positions from strongest to weakest in this year's draft. And that's a mixture of blue chip players. Start, uh, potential starting caliber players, and then just overall depth here uh, throughout the entirety of the draft. So the deepest slash strongest position, corner. Okay. And then you have tight end, edge, wide receiver, quarterback, interior defensive lineman, interior offensive lineman, offensive tackle, running back, safety, linebacker. That's kind of how it goes. So what I see right away is like, you don't have to wait for a corner. Like you can wait on a corner. You don't have to draft one round one. That's a deep class. Edge is up there too for its depth Mm -hmm. in this class. So if you don't go nine at edge, you can find other players later. And we've talked about that on the show. But what really stuck out to me was fourth from the bottom, offensive tackle. And that's a big one. And when you look at like premier positions in a league, right? It goes quarterbacks pass rushers, offensive tackles are like your top three premium positions right now. And it's left tackle more so than right, but still like offensive tackle in general yeah, is up there. So that makes 
you know, a pretty compelling case why often to tackle in round one would make a lot of sense here uh, for the Bears. And one side note, linebacker being in the very bottom, being the weakest position in this draft class, makes me believe the Bears saw that too with all the money they spent for agency with Edwards and Edmonds. No, exactly. Well, and like when you were mentioning that, mentioning every position, like, uh oh. Offensive tackles that getting made. Oh, there mm-hmm. it is, fourth of the bottom. But also interior defensive linemen, right? It yep. was another one kind of towards the bottom there. As you're looking at how Ryan Poles can approach, you know, the number ninth pick or trading back. So that's why going back to our question, is there a right or wrong answer? I said yes, there is a right answer. There's also a wrong answer, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I know on this podcast, as of late, we've been talking a lot about Bijan Robinson. Mm-hmm. The wrong answer is drafting a, a running back in number nine. I'm sorry that Bijan Rob. I'm, look, he is awesome. I I mean, he is a great prospect, and he will make any team he goes on a lot better. But for the Bears at number nine, I cannot. That would be the wrong answer for this Bears organization. Yes, the offense does get better with him, but I'm not doing that. And the right answer would be to still, I think, draft an offensive player that is not Bijan Robinson. See, I, I just get butt hurt because I remember the Bears drafting a running back out of Texas as a top five pick. This is still a top mm-hmm. ten yeah, pick, yeah. and it, it kind of worked for a bit, but it definitely didn't have the overall impact that uh, you would expect from investing in the position. And as, there's a reason why you don't see teams drafting running backs, you know, in the top ten anymore. The dime a dozen rings a bell. I, that comes to mind pretty quickly. I don't know if Robinson. He could be like one of those exceptions to the rules when it yeah. comes to that. But like you said, it's whew, it's, a, it's a tough one because I can see, and I'm not saying at nine specifically, but I can see why having a talent like Robinson could be theoretically, well, not really theoretically, but in a way helping Justin Fields too by having an additional playmaker in the backfield, someone mm-hmm. else who can be a, a reliable receiver in a passing game. And then, of course, you can look at the contract and it wouldn't be all too bad, but there's other positions that are bigger needs. And I think there's a reason why the bears brought in multiple running backs already in free agency. Another reason why you probably don't invest, you know, a number nine overall pick, but as of right now, I would say the right answer, unless someone falls to you. And I think that's a big preface. Like if there's a, a guy who you thought was going to go top five and somehow he falls in your lap at nine, go get him. Uh, whether that's, I mean, Tyree Wilson's always like that big name, Mm-hmm. Paris Johnson Jr. still right there too. Like he's borderline nine. He can go sooner. He can go a little bit later. But yeah, I think offensive tackle is like the easy one. Yeah. But it goes back to best player available or drafting for need. And that's a very mm-hmm. delicate, fine line that you have to kind of walk to. It is. And that's why, you know, I don't want to be in Ryan Poles' position <laughs> right now because it's a tough one to make. And especially given all the needs that this this current roster has, but another guy that, look, who I took in the first mock draft that we did, which was last Friday, Kalijah Kansi. Now, if you were to, like, move back a little bit, like, that that would be a guy that you would maybe consider a little bit more. But, yeah, nine for me, like, I kept coming to, to addressing the offensive tackle position, Will. Um, and one of those guys, I think, will be there if you're looking between um, Peter Skaronsky, Paris mm-hmm. Johnson Jr., Broderick Jones. So, for me, I think that's that's the move, and and I wonder where those guys rank in Ryan Poles' big board, and if it's one of those you know six to seven blue chippers that fall to him, and you're know you're addressing the tackle position, like that's something that you know benefits the run game. It benefits Justin Fields. It benefits your wide receivers. If it, it it does make the entire offense better, and you're and it does happen to address a position of need. So, and where Ryan Poles looks at positional value and obviously the player and what they bring, not only on the field, but off the field, like a guy like Paris Johnson Jr. is going to hit every single mark in terms of the off the field stuff because of the person that he is, just how he carries himself. And also he's a hell of a football player. So for me, and that's why I think even if you look at DraftKings, like it's offensive lineman is like the top, you know, number one choice for the Bears to draft. And I agree with it. They're going to take so much money away from people putting their putting their hard-earned dollars on that because the NFL draft always tends to surprise. It's not nearly as clear-cut mm-hmm. as we expect it to be every single year. I had a question, and I'm upset because it started to escape me uh, as you were talking, but I was just looking at like 
people who are available. Uh, so wait, I wanted to make sure I want to get this on record. That was one. I want to hear that Lucas Van Ness at nine would be a wrong answer. I want to hear it from you. That would be a wrong answer at nine. I don't know if, it, well, okay, look, I want him to go offense at nine. So <laughs> Lucas Van Ness, obviously being a defensive player, but we're, we also have a, a topic coming up later. If he were to fall into middle or we'll, we'll talk about, it, but he could be a right answer for the bears is what I'm going to tell you right now. Well, but at nine, because of me wanting to address the offense to give Justin Fields the weapon or the just the protection that he needs it is the wrong answer, but there is a way where it's the right answer. So take that, Gary. Re- I know you're. I know you're in the chat here, <laughs> giving crap about Lucas Van Ness. So we'll get to it. All right. So if to say you're looking at positions, we don't even have to talk players, and you're sitting there at nine, you would say offensive tackle is number mm-hmm. one. What's number two right now? Because what happens if there's a mini run on tackles for some okay. for some reason that becomes a thing where like six, seven, eight, uh, it's not going to play this way. I'm just a hypothetical. All three of your tackles that you like, or even if you only like two of them gone off the board is edge next. Yeah. For me, ed- edge or interior defense alignment, but it... now here comes a discussion. If Jalen Carter's there at nine Mm-mm. and that's yeah, the character just doesn't fit what the bears want to do, but hell of a football player, but it would be edge for me uh, being that second, like again, all three tackles need to be gone. Well, for this scenario to kind of play out for me, um, and then hey, now now you remember I was just talking about Lucas Van Ness being an option almost there, maybe. But uh, that would also be, and then you know some of the cornerbacks, there's um, Witherspoon and Gonzalez, so it would also be really interesting because as you think of like the whole roster, will like the main like holes that you have, tackle, interior defense line, the three tech, you know, edge, and then probably corner right like that would be the fourth one on on that list or i mean would you put it any differently you could always add another wide receiver but that well if you go off my mock draft last week wide receiver yeah still up there have you ever complained nick about the bears having too many good wide receivers nope nope. never been a problem right never been a problem i've i don't even think i've gotten close to thinking like other than Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. And, it was, and that's this is like a duo. That's not even a complete room, but like, wow, we're loaded at the position. Way to go, Bears. Like outside of like that two-year span of my life, I've never been like blown away by the Bears wide receiver room. So if mm-hmm. they want to go ahead and just go crazy and add a round one talent to go with DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney and Claypool, you're not gonna see me yeah. complain one bit. Mm-hmm. Like at all and something i did want to say and finally it clicked is i just wanted to give some kudos to ryan poles for allowing us to have this conversation uh, a month before the draft because if you look back just a month ago when we were at the nfl combine it was a consensus the bears maybe moved down a few spots they're gonna go defense whether it be an edge or an interior defensive lineman and now the bears are in a position where we're having a talk like, where should they go? We're like, offense, defense, edge, corner, tackle, receiver. Like, mm-hmm. options are open. And we haven't even gotten to the second half of this conversation about yeah. what happens if they trade back again. So I think it's a testament and good proof that Ryan Poles is really rebuilding this team in the right way and setting things up to allow his options to be open. I didn't even mention like what he did in free agency. Like, you don't have to worry about linebacker now. You don't have to worry about maybe a guard right now, at least early on. And I wouldn't have drafted one in the first round anyway. Um, but I just wanted to like, sh- you know, showcase or just bring up the fact that I appreciate us being in a position to have these talks because a month ago, I, I never thought it was going to be like possible. No, no, definitely. And we, during our happy hour, will we kind of asked like the group, like, how are you feeling about Ryan Poles and like the confidence you have in him? And it was a, you know, pretty much a consensus where people are feeling good about, you know, one, the decisions he's making, kind of the presence that he's also, I guess, displaying when he's out. Because he seems confident from obviously, you know, year one in this job and all the the different things that he has to deal with being a first time general manager to where he's at now. There is kind of like a sense of confidence that he exudes to not only maybe people who are tuning in, watching his press conference or seeing the social media clips or whatever it may be, but you know, he's got a plan in place. And that is, I think, a little is comforting 
for for not only us Bears fans and the direction ultimately where this where this football team will go. I, I saw uh, the the Blazin game comment about I have a Shane McClellan signed helmet, and oh, no. I just wanted to top him by specifying that in my garage, literally right. 15 feet in that direction from me, Nick, I still have my Kevin White signed helmet that I got, which I still believe that helmet would be worth more without the autograph than the actual autograph on it. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Oh, <laughs> man. What? Okay, what is it with Kevin? So you have that. I know Mark Carmen has a Kevin White picture. I don't <laughs> think I have anything Kevin White, but I may be wrong somewhere. Um, it's just interesting. Hey, I, w- I was at a fundraiser for Riley's Children's Hospital in Indianapolis, mm, and they okay. had a Kevin White helmet. And I think it was like soon after he got drafted. He didn't play a down. One of his few downs that he ever got, played. You yeah. guys talk about Kevin oh, White? Steven, Look go. at that, Steven. Wow. <laughs> There's a lot of Kevin White at CHGO for some reason. but Tough um, jersey pick, but yeah, I do yeah. own it. There we go. There, <laughs> there we go. go. <laughs> you Another own it. on the list. <laughs> Don't wait. I actually got back. Speaking of random jerseys, my Brady Quinn Cleveland Browns jersey, because I grew up a big Notre Dame football guy. Love Brady Quinn. Mm-hmm. By the Browns, like, he's going to turn around that franchise and be a staple in this league. Bought it on eBay. I was only like middle school, and I was like my hard-earned <laughs> allowance money. Bought it on eBay, had it all stitched up. It was nice. And then I lost it, but my brother found it, and I got that back like a month ago. And it was kind of cool to have, kind of sad to remember, but. Kind of conviction hard. well that's what i hear from you know that that story that you just told the conviction you had it you did it went to ebay bought that jersey and you know i i blame it on the browns it was there there's still an organization that's makes questionable decisions at the quarterback position so oh that's i had conviction i also bought a, <laughs> a fat head that preseason <laughs> fat heads yeah. I, yeah I always wanted a fat head growing up and that sounds so weird to say like if you don't know what a fat head like the you know the image thing mm-hmm. it's just a fat head but uh i never got one but you had a pretty cool one that's pretty cool i put it on my wall and i'm not like the most like how do i want to say it like i don't say artsy because it's not art you're just putting a laminate on the wall mm-hmm. but i'm not good at those things and like his waistline and his belly <laughs> kind of like was off it was a little tilted but <laughs> the fun fact and then and i'll put in a bear's tie and then we'll move on is that the picture they used for that fat head was the Bears Browns, like the regular preseason finale that we used to do in week four every year, the preseason okay. between the two teams. It was taken there. Uh, I, I, I remember that. Wow, so, look at that. Right? Nice. Small tie-in. Yep. All right. Before we get into the second half of this conversation, and we're going to talk about possibilities of trading down from nine, what that looks like from a compensation standpoint, and whether it would be worth it for Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears, we just have a couple messages that we want to share with you. And I have to tell you about Fubo TV, which I'm very excited that we have here on CHGO. I mean, there's so much to love about them. You have over 140 live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You can stream live TV literally from any device. You can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. So if you're you know cost conscious, this is a great deal for you. And you can start watching immediately like right now with a seven-day free trial no contract no cable not even a bit of a hassle cut the cable cut the cord and just sign up and start watching thousands of hours of cloud dvr is also included at no extra charge and right now i just wanted to make sure uh you know you can talk we'll watch some college hockey the ncaa tournament on espn2 espn news espnu and the frozen four from april 6th to the 8th and right now you can watch the Chicago White Sox on NBC Sports Chicago with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Fubo, go check it out. Definitely use it. Um, a lot of great benefits that Will just mentioned, but you also got to check out FOCO. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. So get fitted on the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. And if you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life, FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right, this is the CHGO Bears podcast. 
Will DeWitt, Nicholas Moriano, and we are excited because we're talking Bears draft and we have a whole month to go and we can't get enough of it. So as I mentioned before the break, what would a trade package look like for the Bears if they trade down again from number nine? And Nick, I know you've been crunching all the numbers all morning and, and you're ready to rock and roll here, right? You have a good idea? Uh, no. That's why I have you here, Will. I was trying to like look at stuff and then like, man, Will's going to have such a much, much better answer than I will. But I was kind of looking at, again, some of the teams that they could potentially trade with. And then, you know, I figured I'd just throw it over to you. I like it. Actually, this is going to be great teamwork because if you have a better or a stronger understanding today about what those potential trade partners are, then I can use that as a segue of like, well, this is roughly what it could look like. Give me a team. Give me their overall pick, and then I'll give you some data. Watch out. Okay. I like that. Um, do we want to start at the top where we just have our rundown here and then kind of go from there? Or um, that's up to you because I know like we're just going like what technically like 11 through 19th. So like we can just yeah. pick like even when we break it down to thirds, right? Like 11 to 13, 14 yeah. to 16, okay. and something like that. Let's let's just start some there. ballparks, just some ballparks. So it's hard because not a lot of te- teams actually trade out of the top 10. Weirdly mm-hmm. enough, you don't see a lot of it, but based off of what I was able to find for like, say the Bears go from nine down to like, you know, that 11 to 12 range. So I need to move down a few picks. I, I saw from that, if you go back to 2021 and enter division trade, which is pretty rare, uh, unless you're the Vikings last year who was trading with everybody. Uh, Packers, you want to pick? Lions, do you want to move up? Uh, but the Cowboys traded from 10 to 12. Uh, with the Eagles. So they moved down from 10 down to 12. And they only got in return. That's what really surprised me. Round three, pick 84. Yeah. And so like in addition to that for other first rounder, right? So you move down two spots and then the only other compensation would be a a third round pick. And that's where they got uh, the wide receiver, right? uh, Would that be Smith? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Not, I mean, you know, let's let's kind of keep going here because, yeah, that's nice. You get a, you know, another a, a third rounder, like you said. But I wonder if we can do a little bit better for Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears. We had the ninth overall pick. One of these quarterbacks has fallen. And I think, you know, with with maybe let's say it's Will Levis or something like that. All the intangibles, physical attributes. Someone wants to go get him. Will, where can we maybe get better, better, better draft compensation? Well, obviously, it's a pretty simple, I'm going to say formula. Well, it's not really a formula, but the further down you go, the more mm-hmm. you'll probably get back in return. So last year, the Saints had number 11, and they traded down to 16th. Okay. And on top of that 16th pick, they got round three, pick 98, and round four, pick 120. Is that worth five spots right now in your eyes obviously when we're talking about all these potential guys sitting there at nine there was a lot of players at a lot of positions so again keeps options open but five spots to get a third and a fourth you know what i think again we could maybe do a little bit better than that (laughs) so i mean i do like that you're getting the picks this year uh again there's i think there's a good group of players that you can get within that round but i i would love to go get something I don't know, the 40s, 50 range in that that second round there, Will, that can really help out. Here's the thing. And and again, this is what we can use this uh, for the conversation point. It doesn't have to be a straight first, first and give me something extra. You can give, hey, here's our first. Here's one of our seconds. Or maybe here's a first and here's like our third. Like there's something you can add on extra picks too to like really make it worth your while if that's how you kind of want to navigate the board. Uh, so that's another interesting possibility, uh, for the bears. But if we're just looking at straight, what's swap first and, you know, give me what you got, mm-hmm. you really almost have to look to like at the 20th range before a compensation gets really exciting and having a quarterback to trade up for, I think helps because teams will navigate that with like a sense of urgency. Uh, if they have yes, like, Oh my yes. gosh, like this guy's in our grasp. We can't let the other team jump us for this QB. Like we want him. He can be our guy. Like if they have that sort of conviction, they'll be willing to give you a little bit more. And I think the bears actually are a prime example of that. When you go back to when they uh, drafted Justin Fields and traded up because the bears had number 20 that year. 
-hmm. and they traded all the way up to number 11 to get Justin Fields. So the Giants got, (laughs) thank you, Ryan Pace. So maybe, you know, we can talk about him, you know, just letting picks go so willy nilly. Uh, But the Giants, you know, they dropped from 11 to go down to 20. And then he also got around five, pick 164 that year, which is, eh. but then the extra ticker, which was a first rounder the following year and a fourth rounder, which if the Bears did something similar, which I've seen like Tampa Bay brought up, I've seen Washington Mm -hmm. brought up. If they do something similar, they can then walk into next year's draft with three first round picks. Would you go down to like, let's just use 20 as a ballpark number. Would you drop from nine to 20 if that meant you're walking in to the 2024 NFL draft with three firsts in your pocket? Man, well, that would be so enticing if you are Ryan Poles and you had that type of ammo going into 2024. Um, and I think, like, there are still some players that I, I like in that range. Again, however the board falls, maybe this player is there, maybe that player is not. But let's say it's at, let's say it's 19. Uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They don't have a franchise quarterback. They love what they see in Will, Will Levis and, you know, make a similar trade compensation package where you do get like that, that first round pick for, for in 2024. I, I think I would do it. Will. I think I would trade back to 19. If that's what you, if that's what you're getting in return, I, I wonder how the chat feels about, about that too. Like definitely mention what your, your thoughts would be if, would you trade the ninth pick move down 10 spots to 19 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you at least know you're going to get a first rounder in, in 2024. Are you making that trade? Are you doing that? I'm curious. I think I am. Well, what about you right now? I lean yes, because of what we talk. I'm not going to contradict myself. We talked about the top that we have flexibility Mm -hmm. and you can move around the draft board. You can find talent at 20, may not be the same level that we're expecting at nine, but the drop-off shouldn't be drastic. And you have so many different needs where if the board falls and favors one position, then you can just go attack the other and move on. And why, who are we to get so picky all of a sudden? How many years do we not have a first round pick? Like, let's just <laughs> have one this year. Who cares if it's at 19, so top 20 pick. And then, you know, next year you have three. And I've talked about it on the show before where, that's more than just a player, like a pick. You can use those to navigate the board more. Like if they want to mm-hmm. get Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, then obviously he's going to go pretty high up. You have three picks. Maybe one of them will fall into that category. And if not, you have multiple picks to move yourself up. It's no, an that, amazing absolutely. power move. It is. Um, and look, I don't want to. Okay, so if you have three first rounders next, next year, Will, and you gave Justin Fields everything he you thought he needed to show you what you wanted to see and he didn't you have like that flexibility now to go and get the quarterback that you would ultimately want not saying I would not I would hate for that scenario to play out I love Justin Fields I love what he's doing I want him to succeed and just fall out in 2023 but that's also another another thing that would give you know Ryan Poles flexibility for next year, but yeah, it's just it's just a that would be also I I don't know if the Bears have ever had something anything close to that uh, for you know ever since I've been following, but yeah, that would be unprecedented like territory for the Bears and imagine all again all the options that Ryan Poles can do with with something with the power like you said like that. He's playing forty chess, so I, I believe he could be thinking like 10 steps ahead there where he's like, well, you know, I would like this player, but if we hold off for now and then next year, and again, like, and I've talked about this too, and I just want to reiterate it quickly. Like you can keep punting those picks. Like if say you roll in with three next year and you just use one, maybe use two and you have, say you have like a top 10 pick and then you have two like in the teens. What if you trade that top 10 pick and have two the following years of 2025, you know, you have two, but then you, have two this year. So you have two and then two, which helps spread some of those contracts out uh, as well. It just really would help the bears for year after year. Just know you're in a premium spot in the draft with the ability to do whatever the hell you pleased. And that kind of flexibility, I think would really empower polls to 
make the moves necessary to take this team to the next level and help them have sustained success. You're not just loading up for one mm-hmm. year. You're, you're having picks in place where you can move on from some of those veterans. You don't have to buy in all those bigger contracts, man. There's just so many benefits of it. I get kind of giddy uh, as much as it's weird to say like, yeah, I don't need a top 10 pick right now. Like we can move on from that, but just thinking about the possibilities and it's like you have a player or you can have like, I'm not saying endless possibilities, but so many other options out there, uh, whether it be this year in the draft, next year in the draft, and maybe even the year after. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Poles is big on sustained success. And you're going to do that if you have a lot of high draft picks. You're drafting well, but ultimately, well, you know, Ryan Poles, the Bears organization, they're going to have to make a pick, right? They're going to have to select. So let's say they, they do do this tradeback scenario at nine. And let's let's go from the 15 to the 19 range. I know we have a couple of players that we, we kind of jotted down that we would like in that range. And, you know, I'll kind of just start things off here. If you are not picking it, and like I said, do the trade back. You know, I've seen like a guy like Zay Flowers was kind of in that range. I know that's a lot of people that we've talked about him a lot on this podcast. I know a lot of Bears fans know about him, but if you were to select him, maybe 15 through 20, wherever the Bears might land, you know, that's that's one of those scenarios like we were just talking about. Like, you can never give Justin Fields enough weapons. That's just another one to add with DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet that I think would just elevate this passing offense. And, again, put Justin Fields in the best position to ball out in 2023. But that's just one of the players that, again, an offensive guy that can go out there and make immediate impact and, you know, really elevate this passing offense. I mean, you can look at a couple tackles. If if we're moving down to like the low teens, mid teens, Broderick Jones out of Georgia mm-hmm. is someone who I really like. His athleticism just kind of like jumps off at you when you're watching him on yeah. film. He's not super polished. He's only had 19 games, which not like a concern, but you have to really trust your gut on this player and what you saw on film. Um, but he has all those traits that you're looking for. He has the size, he has the length, he has, like I say, super athletic. He can move in space. He hunts those second and third level defenders. Now is he a left tackle? That's where he's played in college. Can he move him to right? How does that kind of shake things up? Um, but I love this quote from him. He was on Good Morning Football the other day, and he said, and I quote, I'm such a hard worker. I'm going to come in and give you my all. You'll never see me slacking off. I always do my best. Football is what I love to do. I breathe football. It's all I'll ever want to do. That's a fluce kind of guy. Yep. Yep. Exactly. If you live and breathe football, you are, you are in the fluce territory there. Um, for sure. No, I love that. But he, he will, when he gets to the second level, like he's not blocking people. He is absolutely destroying people like it is it's nuts watching him go out there be so physical and again he's still i don't know if raw is the right word but he does need more experience at the at the position he's not super polished how about that yeah he's not super polished but he might have the most upside out of the three tackles paris johnson jr pierce garansky and himself because if that guy gets it all down that be becoming a more of a technician like a pierce garansky watch watch out because that guy has all the intangibles to be a really great player and if the Bears do say go down like that 20th range, that still gets you in contention for some tackles like Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. And then you, you mentioned Flowers, so I'd be remiss if I didn't say, well, Jordan Addison can still be sitting around around that time too if we're looking at receivers still. Yeah, and, and maybe not at 20. Well, actually, I see, uh, I've see i seen Kalijah Kansi go at 19 to the, I think that's Detroit, or no, that would be, uh, sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you know, those middle rounds too, if you want to address interior defensive line, that's where a guy, ideally you'd want to take him not at nine. Like I did in my last mock draft, but that's another, <laughs> yeah, that's another guy where we're, when Will was saying all the positions from strength to weak, the strongest to the weakest, like your defensive lineman was down there, unfortunately. So he's a bit undersized, but man, like he, he's one of those technician kind of guys works quick off the line of scrimmage master with his hand kung fu master with his hands in terms of just getting people off of him so that'd be another impact player that you can get later on or in that midsection of the first round uh, i see where is the darnell Wright hype coming from i didn't know i was bringing hype uh, i don't know if there's other hype i'm just unaware of right now but i'm just really, throwing names you, don't, I... you don't like Dar- I, I like darnell Wright. i think he's 
I think he could be a really good player at the the next level. Um, he's he's pretty solid. He's, I obviously yeah. he's not like one of those tackles that we're talking about going in the top ten. But and we talk about the like the quality of that position, and and you mentioned it like that was near the bottom. It was like third to last. So if they trade down in round one and can still get a tackle and feel pretty confident that they can be develop into a long term starter for this team almost like a win-win where you get those extra picks back, you get mm-hmm. a long-term starting caliber player at a position of need. Like that's not a, a bad, like that would not be a bad day of the office. The first night of the NFL draft for the bears, if it kind of shook out that way. No, no, definitely. What I think it would be a, you know, an ideal scenario for the bears, but like, I don't know why it throughout like randomly throughout a day. Well, let's kind of think about it. Like, man, what the hell is he going to do at nine? Man, where, who's he going to trade back to? Who are the players that he's going to possibly take? And so many different scenarios. And we're giving you some of them here. And when it comes draft day, and you know, the first night of the draft could do something completely different. And, you know, again, the options and the players and how this big board falls for Ryan pulls ultimately dictate what he does. And that's what's so fascinating about being at number nine and not at number one. Like you were saying earlier, he traded back. We can talk about it. We have about a you know a month now to, to do so before something actually happens with um you know the picks that he does have. All right. So as of today, just as of the board, when you're looking at say what would you rather have? Would you rather have the ninth overall pick? And I'm I'm trying to make it like where it's an uh, here. I'll just go this way. Ninth overall pick, and you can get. I'm not gonna say like the top player you wanted, but there's a player there that grades right where you can draft them there at nine. You're feeling good about it. Or if that offer comes through the phone and like, hey, you want another first next year, and just move down to like 19 or 20, and and you're just looking at the board, like, what would you do in that position as of today? And I know I saw Rob. It was about five minutes ago, his comment. And we put it on the screen. It's like, you really can't decide that now. It will depend on how the board falls. And I totally agree. That's why I'm prefacing, like, this scenario here. But what would you do if you had that someone in your hand right now that you feel good about drafting at nine or the potential uh, of moving down and accumulating those extra picks? Yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting. I think we we all we all want instant gratification, right? Like, or that, you know, instantaneous, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever it may be that you're seeking and you want it now. And I get that's what you would get at nine. You get your player and then you don't have to wait for 2024 to see what that 20, that first round pick could be. I was also thinking of the scenario. Will like, again, it's a little murky if we do it, but if you trade out a nine and you get, I don't know, in that 45 to 53 range that like the bear, the bears have the 53rd pick. So maybe that 30 to 40 range, another second round pick. That was also pretty enticing to me, but right now I'd be, I'd be really open to a trade at trading back from nine. And if you do get that, you know, future, future first round pick, perfect. But I'm also looking at, can you trade back um, maybe to 19 and also get somewhere where it's not such a large gap between what nine was and 53. So I'm going to bridge that middle. So we can also select another impact player there. That's a really, really solid point. And I think the good news would be if you made a trade like this, and if we use the Bears Giants as the example, the the Bears also gave the Giants around five in that same exact draft and around four the following year. And the Bears, as we know, like they're sitting on a couple of fives, like they have like a fair amount of day three picks. So if you wanted to move mm-hmm. back up in yeah, the second, exactly. hey, we'll give you our number 50, whatever, and we can jump into the 30s, throw on a fourth, maybe a fourth and a seventh, like whatever it takes. I'm going to say whatever it takes. Let's be reasonable here, Will. But if you want to move back up, then you have you have the power to do so. And that's what, I, again, it kind of reiterates the point one more time. It's like by having a stockpile of draft picks, it doesn't mean you're going to have huge rookie classes every year. But what it does mean is that you, if you want to move up, you you, you have the, what it takes to get it done. And it's something the Bears – for what feels like my entire lifetime has always been on the opposite end. We're always the team without the picks who can't yeah. do that. I always feel like I see the teams move around the board. I'm like, how is this team on the clock again? I don't understand it. Now I do. And hopefully the bears can become one of those. That would be such a turn of events because like you said, that's usually now we're never where the bears are at, but they're starting to become a team. And hopefully this again, is sustained throughout years where, they are the guy. That's the team you want to be in the draft. You want to be able to move and do what you want, trade picks. 
but also get great, you know, return on, on the picks that you do trade or whatever it may be. Like that's ideally what you want the bears to a well-oiled machine, a, a legit franchise, someone that you actually look up to because that just has not been the state of their franchise as of late. And hopefully Ryan Poles, this current regime is doing the right things. And I think we're seeing that to put them in a position to be that team. And, you know, it's going to take good drafting and good, good process in this crucial part of the off season to get that done. Yeah. I really like this comment from a to the J nine can't get impatient is a three-year rebuild. Look long-term, not this year short-term. If we have a zero chance at winning the Super Bowl, you put yourself in a better position to really compete in the near future. I mean, Nick, if you want to go back to the late teens, which is, man, I'm feeling old, uh, but time goes by fast, really is what I was wanting to say there. But where the Bears were, and we kept using the word, like they're just average. Like They're hanging around. And they weren't really going to compete. They weren't really going to contend. But they also, at that point, they weren't going to be a top or a bottom three team in Mm -hmm. the league. They were just smack dab in the middle. It was like that land of mediocrity. And it was so, it was a frustrating position to be in. And the Bears have this opportunity to kind of like bust through that ceiling. I'm not going to say for good because Mm -hmm. the, the league fluctuates. But for this upcoming like run, they do have a chance to actually put themselves in a position to compete. Obviously, there's a lot of moves between now and then, but there's actually like a potential path forward instead of just being stuck in the mud. And that's the worst, being stuck right in the middle, knowing going in, they don't have a chance of winning it. They also are not the worst team. They're just there. They show mm-hmm. up. They're there. They're eight and eight when you know when there's only 16 games now they're nine and eight maybe they're whatever but yeah that's that's the absolute worst and hopefully the bears and again it changes year to year maybe they have a year like that moving forward as they're going on to winning the nfc north title and not giving the north back like ryan pole said his introductory press conference mm-hmm. but we'll let the you know this is gonna be an important draft to put them in a position to do that uh here's another good comment from sophisticated thoughts Great name for a good comment. Mm -hmm. How about packaging maybe the late second round pick this year and next year's second to move up? And then just remembering the fact that if Ian Cunningham does go, we'll get some draft compensation to kind of balance that out, which allows the Bears to be a a little bit more aggressive. That's that's a really good point. Man, Man, I I forget what they get with the the Ian Cunningham. Was it a third rounder? Like it was was something. It wasn't like a second, but I think it was like, as soon as you can get comp picks, which I think is bottom of the third, then I think that's when it hit. But it's been like a month and a half, two months since we looked at it and talked about it. Okay, let's see. Gary, I, I trust Gary. He says you get late third rounders if he leaves. Yeah, so that, I mean, that sounds about right. And that's, you know, Ian, Cunning, Ian Cunningham staying with the Bears, not going to, you know, I thought he was like going to take the Arizona Cardinals position that was available, but obviously he's here in Chicago, two late thirds. Wow, that would that would be huge. Talk about ammunition. Talk yep. about rolling into the <laughs> with you know deep pockets rolling into the draft next year. That would be uh, tremendous. Uh, this oh, comment from Chi Town. It was just on the screen about the Chase Claypool trade. Uh, kind of caught my eye. So they said Chase Claypool that trade to the Steelers is looking worse by the day, having surrendered the valuable number thirty-two pick for a number three receiver. I think what we need to just kind of keep in mind when it comes to the Claypool trade is the timing of it and where mm-hmm. you did, you already knew like the free agency class coming up wasn't going to be a great one. You want to at least find someone to work with Justin. It's better than what you already have in this roster. You don't know what's really coming through the pipeline in the draft. So I feel like it was a move to a, a necessary move to at least make sure you're doing something and attacking it. And if it doesn't pan out, we have other options. And when he made this trade by no means necessary, did Ryan Poles believe he was going to be able to land DJ Moore in a trade situation for his draft pick. I don't think that was even on his radar at that time. Uh, so using that, like obviously Claypool moving down to three, damn, that sucks because it's number 32 pick. But also when you make the trade, you didn't expect to have a number one wideout like DJ Moore on your roster. 
No, yeah, and look, he was doing it to also, you know, you're trying to help out your quarterback too, give him another weapon at the time. And yes, it 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 has not looked good for Chase Claypool and you know, low expect for me, low expectations for him going into this season. Hopefully he exceeds those and then you can then you can at least have the talk about, you know, a contract extension. At, at this point, like that's not what it ideally looks like it's going to happen, but if he has a good season then then we maybe we can talk, but right now Low expectations going to 2023. What if he balls out in the first half of the year? And the Bears are like, yeah, we're going to trade him. And they flip him. It's like when you're flipping houses. And then you flip him for another pick. And then you and, and you have your three first rounders in 2024. So you know you're going to do whatever it takes to get Mr. Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, hey, it's not over yet. Let's see how it all plays out. So we're going to get to our last messages of the day. And while we're doing that, if you have a Bears question and you want us to discuss it, I know I've seen a few kind of pop up throughout the show. Uh, feel free to reiterate that question so it's a little bit more fresh in our chat. And of course, if you have a new question, you have it thrown out there, please do so. We have about 10 minutes or so that we can answer those Bears questions. But first, I want to tell you about Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat that you thought you never could? The 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, baseball season is here. Floor seats at a concert, it's all possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. And you won't find a better deal this season on the Cubs, or better yet, the White Sox. So definitely go check it out. And the Game Time was created by the fans for the fans, something I really appreciate and resonate with. And they guarantee the lowest price. So if you love seats, Joe, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. That's here on YouTube and on your podcast player. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And as you guys know, the CHGO Bears offseason coverage is brought to you by ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. You can learn more at ComEd.com slash Powering Biz. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, you guys, is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future comet offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial industrial and public sector customers of all sizes across their territories and customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money saving efficient led lights you got to get in on the led lights it's it's good for the environment good for you good for everybody and you can learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost effective than before. But what you have to do is visit comed.com slash powering biz now to start saving money and energy to start a project. All you got to do is contact them at one 433 2700 and for more information you can e email business ee at comad.com or public sector ee at comad.com and well before we kind of get to our questions that we have lined up here i know uh our guy Mar mark carmen actually is at a bar right now he i believe is still at the country club bar and look what's on the tv over there at the country club bar there in Chicago, it's a CHGO Bears podcast being, uh, you know, just kind of watched there at the bar. So appreciate the uh, the support over there. And hopefully you're still watching the live show and supporting CHGO as they're kind of getting ready for opening day for the Cubs, White Sox, and, and baseball. Why do I believe, if they're showing yesterday's episode, why do I believe, and Mark's there, that he requested the show to be on the screen? I don't know why. Something about it, the little fishy, a little fishy. Hopefully, maybe maybe it was an ad. I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> hopefully they get the 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 live one out there and just keep it on there the entire time. CHGO that TV is just directly for CHGO. Hey, that actually would be kind of cool to get a, a partnership <laughs> like that that kind of plays our show. We have so many episodes a day in this channel. Like you can just I know. you have a little playlist. You're good. You're set. You're good to go. I actually just saw a super chat pop up from Rob. Uh, he said, great show as always, Will. And he put my ones. I appreciate that, Rob. Uh, and Nick, hope the little one gets better. I, again, I appreciate it. It's been a rough week over here. I never knew that a infection, can, like a like a virus, can give baby hives. I thought it was like allergies. Oh, no. Learn, learn something new this week. And 
Rob's on it. Go Sox. Go Sox. Let's go. Um, but as I was just kind of like browsing here, I saw a good comment during the reads from Southwest Outlander, J.E., about just our thoughts on George apparently being like reluctant for the Bears to be on hard knocks. Well, I'm just not surprised. Like, that's my thought. No. Like, that's it's not a surprise. They like to make their own little, you know, the 1920 football drive. They like to control their narrative. They like to keep the national people like, you know, pretty distant, pretty far away. And they believe they have an in-house team to kind of make similar content as much as I would love for them to, you know, totally take off the veil and get us that look. I'm, I'm not surprised. The bears have been very, very tight knit. Uh, as we know from personal experience, navigating our, you know, our way through the space and just even from like a fan's perspective, like it, it shouldn't be a surprise. No, no, it definitely shouldn't. And actually um, George McCaskey was on, I think it's Bears All Access with with Jeff Joniak yesterday. Bears All Access. Yeah, I was listening on the radio, and he was asked about, like, you know, how the changes have been happening just in the NFL game and, like, how he feels about that. He's like, as you know, we're kind of traditional over here. I'm like, oh, yeah, we we know that. I mean, um, would I have liked the Bears to be on hard knocks? Selfishly, yes, but also that would affect kind of, I think, what we even do here because they would take some time to – you know, interview some of the players, whatever they're doing there. But I would, I've always wanted that to see the behind the scenes, even more behind the scenes look than what we get when we are at house hall. So it would have been cool, but doesn't look like the bears are going to be a part of that moving forward. I think we actually have a few super chats that kind of, uh, let's go went right over my head here throughout it. So we have, uh, what about trading down with Washington and adding their right tackle? Sam Cosme. I don't, I, I remember Sam. Did he go to Texas? Am I wrong on that? I remember doing homework on on Sam, and maybe I'm completely off. Um, let's see if I was right there. Okay, he did. He did go to Texas. Okay, um, you and that you and that memory man. It, I don't know it why. Impresses. It's it's. I don't know why, but uh, it's enticing because they have the what pick are they at right now? I, I we have it in the rundown. Of course, now it's all gone. They are at sixteen. So 16, and you get a right tackle. To be completely honest, Nolan, I would have to go watch um, Sam Kasami uh, to see how he's played before I can give you a direct answer. But uh, if you're thinking he's uh, someone you want to put in a, tra- uh, a draft or a trade competition package because it's good for the Bears, then okay. Big Sam. If you're, if you're just looking at PFF grades, and again, take them with a grain of salt but it's just a quick way for us to at least look at how he compares to other players. Uh, Cause he was drafted in 2021. He's actually, he was similarly graded, but a little bit higher than Larry Borum last year too. Uh, they each gave up five sacks. They each, uh, he actually gave up seven more pressures than Larry Borum. Uh, but of course he played on 70 more snaps, but yeah. So it's okay. I, I don't know. Just based off of that information, I'd rather have more picks. But I, I like the question. And again, those were PFF grades um, and some stats from them. Uh, but it would be worth a look to kind of keep mm-hmm. those options open. Thank you for, for that sure. comment. Uh, but another good point about him being young and on a rookie deal. Uh, that's yep, another yep, excellent absolutely. thing there, too. Uh, for Monsi, uh, what scenario would you rather have? Carter gets taken by the Lions and becomes a Hall of Famer, or Jordan Love actually becomes a great quarterback? Also, it's awesome to see how far the Bears Bros have come. Well, thank you so much. Uh, that kind of like hidden at the end, but there are uh, the little tag. Good thing I saw it. But thank you. Uh, I I know I really appreciate it. Jordan Love being a really a great QB. Okay, he said great. Yeah, I'd rather have Carter go to the Lions mm-hmm. oh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Wait a minute, this is tough. Holy sh! No, no. no. They, look, well, the the Packers cannot have for three years in a row another quarterback that you have to worry yeah, about. You're right. Like if Jordan Love becomes a guy, if, oh my god, I would be. I think Bears fans would be angry at this, but also it's like, damn it! Like, can you not just pick a? Can you not just have a quarterback for one year? Can that not be an option? I think it's that one. If Carter goes to be a Hall of Famer, he can't win. He can't win games by himself. I know a mm. Hall of Famer, they definitely make a huge impact, but usually you need to have that quarterback that, that can do things to, to really put you in a position to win. So I'm I'm definitely taking Carter going to the Lions, becoming a Hall of Famer, then Jordan Love being, you know, one of the great quarterbacks in this league. I'm with you, like 99.9% with you. The only other reservation I have would be if he goes to the Lions and becomes that kind of player. 
it's Aaron Donald all over again for the Bears, but this time, yeah, but this time he's in the division. Yeah, <laughs> twice a year, <laughs> and so it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation, which makes it a really great question and thought process. Thank you, but Nick, as soon as you you mentioned, like, do we really want the Packers to have another great QB? And like, no. I, the only thing that threw me off though is a Hall of Fame level play from Carter, yeah. which really worried me. It looks like I misspoke. I, yeah, I didn't mean three quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks in a row, not three years. Obviously, you know, Brett Favre didn't play three years ago. But you, you know what I meant. Three qu- quarterbacks in a row. That would not be not be fun. All right. I think we have a couple more Super Chats to get to here. Uh, would Jeffrey Simmons be the move to trade the number nine pick? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It's not yeah, like but... striking a chord immediately, which I feel like you have to have that conviction. To kind of like make a move. But yeah, and that understand. was floating around, Will, right? The Jeffrey Simmons thing. I, and I, I wasn't, I don't know, super for for it. I mean, it was entertaining when it happened when, you know, Bears fans were speculating. But yeah, it's not, not the biggest needle mover for me, in my opinion. I mean, pro bowler, position mm-hmm. need, young. I mean, yeah. there are reasons why it makes like it. Not this specifically would make sense, but like finding a way to get a deal done could be enticing, but it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't move my needle. That sounds yeah. interesting. So, yeah, it doesn't move the needle for me. But again, like you said, position need, productive player, uh, what, eight and a half sacks 2021, seven and a half in 2022, has been a pro bowler the last two seasons for Tennessee, and the Bears are taking every single Tennessee player uh known to man in, in carolina so you know the connections would just keep on growing between uh now and you know if they were to even entice somebody like uh jeffrey simmons here thank you kevin uh for the super chat and, and the question nick and i mm-hmm. both appreciate it yep Torin, uh hey can you guys play the clip of jason and travis kelsey trying to name the current nfl coaches i must have missed this on baby duty uh, this week huh do i need to watch uh, this I just I just took a quick look at it. It uh, it said it's not safe for work. I, I watched the first few seconds. It was pretty funny. I could actually play that very briefly if you guys want. Yeah, sure. he does get to to Eberfly. I know I quote tweeted it like what he said. Uh, it is pretty freaking hilarious. Um, I say we do it. This is this is okay. pretty funny. Good I'll stuff. trust you. I'll trust you. So we got you, Nicholas. Torn. You're saying it's okay to play then, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Okay. You just want to make consent. sure. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Travis Kelsey trying right now. I can, I can, I'm, I'm the worst with names, but I can tell you, team. Okay. All right. Starting on the left. Chargers. Standing up. Yep. Sitting down. Standing up. Standing up. Chargers. Giants. Yep. San Fran. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, know. What that you. Steelers. <laughs> is that Steelers Tampa? Is that Tampa? It's Tampa, um, yep. Detroit. No chance you're getting this one. He's getting to Eberflus pretty close here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jets. Uh, after Jets, nothing. I don't even, I've never seen nothing. that in my fucking life. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Good. I've yeah, never. I mean, three in a row. I have no idea. We can stop it there. Those are all the coordinator. Shane Steiger um, for the Coles. But so he said when he got to Eberflus, and for people who are just going to listen to this, it was Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey on their podcast trying to work with Travis trying to name the quarterbacks in or not the quarterbacks the head coaches in that picture that they do at the NFL owners meeting is going left to right but when he got to Matt Eberflus after Jets nothing I've never seen that man in my fucking life (laughs) (laughs) that's all I heard (laughs) oh man Travis Kelsey what a what a guy the Bears will be playing the the Kansas City Chiefs this year and hopefully he'll know who uh Matt Eberflus, one of the 32 NFL head coaches in the league are when, when he goes to play them, uh, you know, in 2023. I hope that's like bulletin board material, like the virtual bulletin board. They just kind of play that for him. Like, and I think these uh, players respect Flus uh, and they uh, would like to play for him. So I don't think he gives a, you know, gives a hoot if about that clip or not, but it would be funny for them to be like, no, we're going to make him know who you are, coach. And like, make sure like they make a statement. Like, I I think that would be cool, but we have a long time to go, and I'm sure we'll all forget for sure. uh, about this clip uh, by then. And here's the final super chat I saw come in from Steve B. 
Uh, he says, only a great show when it's Nick and Will. Uh, I think we always do great shows, even if I'm not here, but I appreciate it. Uh, but thank you. And like Steve says, hit the like button. I don't know okay, where we're at on the likes, the but I'm sure it's not up. enough. Yeah, let's always, especially at the end of the show, we can close it out, get those likes up. It always helps us, helps us everything we're doing here at CHGO. Really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for, for tuning into a Thursday edition of our Chicago Audible CHGO Bears podcast. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, I appreciate each and every one of you. I don't care uh, if you if you're watching, if you're listening, what activity you're doing, you know, at, at the same time. I'm just happy that you decided to share an hour uh, with Nick and I to talk about Brian Poles and what amazing, honestly, amazing possibilities are at his fingertips right now for this upcoming draft. I'm, I'm so excited and going to have a whole month to go pretty much, but just this conversation here today with Nick, like I'm juiced, I'm jacked, like I'm ready to rock and roll. But that's going like to do Matt it for Eberflus, us here Like today. you're like Matt Eberflus in that ah, picture. I have, a, I have a long way to go, and you haven't seen me in like a couple months, man. I have gained like 15 pounds, and it's all on my stomach. I turned okay. 30, and this skinny guy <laughs> is starting to get like a little bit of a belly, and I'm going to have to work on that before we get to the summer. But we'll get there. We'll it's get there. probably just the dead bod actually is yeah. finally starting to set in but anyway maybe it's a little too personal here for the show right now but i'm gonna call it nick thanks for uh you know all the work you put on behind the scenes here today and a great conversation i know we'll be back tomorrow to wrap things up i'm excited to see uh how that all shakes out by the way anything you want to say or just make sure they tune in you have to you just have to tune in um even yeah just tune in we'll see what happens on friday Sounds great. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. I'm excited for it myself, and I know I will be watching. Um, But until the next time you see me, you know the drill. Bear down, Chicago.